0: Hey, everybody. Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey, everybody. Ray Bram here. Welcome to another amazing session. I'm with Heather Dempsey, and she is a business coach specializing in emotional health, mindset, and the psychology of business. She specializes in helping introverts... HSP, or those struggling with anxiety show up powerfully and comfortably in their business, which we all need, by creating radical emotional and mindset transformations. HSP, by the way, I learned from Heather, highly sensitive person. So <laughs> welcome, Heather.
1: Thank you. Welcome, Timmy. <laughs>
0: glad, glad to have you. And what I really want to talk about today, and you and I were just chatting offline about it, is this, because we I think we're all fit to that category of people you help, publish our first book we write that book maybe it's selling maybe it's not but we've we have this kind of roadblock on what we can do next or that we're even allowed to do you know we're permitted to do anything next so let's just chat about that a little bit tell us how well, let's talk about what happens to people when they you know finish yeah. the book and then kind of start questioning themselves
1: yeah. So very often I work with authors and they are like, they they wrote the book. And so they just want to start selling the book and they think that's what's going to happen for their career. And very often, the pathway might be that they wrote the book because they wanted to build credibility so they could be a public speaker, or they wrote the book so that there's some reason that they wrote the book, or it was just a passion in their heart to write the book. But there's so much more that can come from writing the book. So the few clients that I've had that wanted to move into the path of being a public speaker, I try to do things the most efficient, effective way where we have less root of like falling back and needing to regroup. And so for me, I thought, if you're writing a book, we don't necessarily know what people are thinking, how they're implementing it, what they're doing. To then get up on stage and start sharing the book and the topics, we haven't done a lot of market research. So to go to that space, the speaker space, really effectively and powerfully, there's a, a middle to me, the bridge that we take of actually providing live coaching, workshops, seminars that have to do with your book. Because in that you get to have market research of what are people asking when they read their book, when they read the book? What is it that they need more information for? What parts are really hitting home? If you start to engage with them, where did things fall flat? Where do people get more excited? And you can create a whole new business from your book. The book to me is the the launching point. It's the seed of something that huge that can become. So yeah.
0: Somebody, I don't know if it's a famous quote or I've just heard it many times, but, it, you know, the book is not the end, it's the beginning. Yeah. And you were just mentioning, too, about the people who are reading the book, they, they need to the help with the next step or maybe yeah. they need a little more personal uh, attention. And the whole reason I'm doing summits like this is because of that. It's I fell into that trap of like, I just got to get the book, get it out there. People use it and consume it and execute and be happy. and right. Like you said, that that just doesn't happen. When you work with somebody, what's the typical, what's the first roadblock you encounter when they say, Well, I've got a book, I can't coach or I can't create a course?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is putting themselves in a box that they're just a writer or they, they already finished their body of work and that what else could they possibly contribute? And the book are the words that demonstrate the passion their conviction to something. People want that even more than the words. The words are what they're kind of uh, the opening for them. And I find that people really want the guidance. Like for anybody watching, how many books have you bought that you haven't finished reading? Because you knew something powerful in it was going to impact you. And there was something that it just, it just didn't motivate you enough. And it wasn't the book and it wasn't you. It's human nature that we are community creatures and we benefit more from support, from encouragement, from community, from being with others. So we can use that opportunity and actually serve people to a greater ability or greater uh, level than probably what you even anticipated, right? Because if we're just writing the book and sending it out there, I'm sure there was a desire to have impact.
0: That's a great point. I I, I think I'm trying to think if I've ever read a book and, and, you know, 100% absorbed it, 100% believed in it, 100% executed it, and it was just all success. Mm -hmm. Because that was just the book introduced me to the idea, but then there's kind of the next, well, what's the next thing I should do? I could either... And and logically, I might look for coaching or a course or Mm -hmm. something if I want to actually execute what's in the book. You know, aside from maybe it being, you know, purely a, uh, I I would say one book that I was able to do that with was like Miracle Morning, Mm -hmm. Al Elrod, right? Because it just says, do these things in the morning. Right. I still had to go and research meditation music or how to meditate mm-hmm. you know he says to meditate i still had to write some affirm- there were some things i had to do right but so even then i guess that that disproves it too i mean there's it's it's rare you can just read the book and and be off and running the book mm-hmm. is a very important piece mm-hmm. um now you said something offline that was interesting too was the fact that you know the well what i just described the reader often needs more help mm-hmm. the problem is the author is not feeling qualified to do that right. and you know why is that is that just simple imposter syndrome
1: yeah i i just think i really haven't met a person that doesn't have this experience in some degree at some area of their life and it's even more likely when we actually care about the area Right. We, it matters. We have integrity about it. It makes, you know, it has an impact and, and we're afraid that we're going to misrepresent it. And then everything that matters to us will be laughed off the planet for. So there's so much fear of being rejected, not being approved of, um, you know, not looking good enough. And, That is where I kind of ask the author, embrace that, that your reader is also doing the same thing. They're going through that same internal battle and they need you to help them through their mindset stuff. So if we take everything from a place of service, right, when we start to get in our own head about the service we provide and we're thinking about, you know, well, what if I don't do it good enough? What if uh, people don't respect me? What if, what if, what if, what if? That's not really being of service. That's being a little more self-oriented, so if we can take ourselves out of it and say, I don't know who else, who I'll serve. I just know I'm here to serve and this is what it looks like and it's going to change along the way. But if this mattered enough that I, write, I wrote and published a book and people are going to buy it, I want to be there to further support them. So often I compare things to, um, if you know that you're sick and you go to the doctor and the doctor says, yep, sure enough, you have an infection. Good luck. And they send you off and you're like, well, wait a second, what do I do now? The doctor is the one who knows what to do and we need their guidance on that. So you as the author are the doctor that's providing the solution to the person seeking whatever solution it is that you're offering. And sometimes they need more help of what does that look like? What do they do next? And if we take ourselves out of it and know that we're just here to help, we will help some people, we won't help some people, but what's the harm in trying?
0: It's interesting because it's, I guess I'm taking that as like, if you just take your ego out of it, if you look at like people that go to, you know, I guess it's not a hundred percent of people, but if you go to like Habitat of Humanity and they're helping somebody build a house, they're not worried about how they look in the mirror and stuff. They're out there like, I'm just helping, I'm just serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what happens is, and I at least for me is like, a, oh, well, I embarrass myself by trying to help other people. It's like, and you're saying, no, take that part out of it. Mm -hmm. and just try to help and if you know it's not going to help everybody but it will help some people yeah
1: it's a it's a really interesting dance to go into that of saying i'm going to do my best and i'm going to have no attachment to it i'm still guilty of falling into that you know it's when we properly resource ourselves, and this is stuff that i talk about so often of what do we need to feel safe and supported that's only something we can provide for ourselves. It's the way that we think about our surroundings. I mean, obviously there's environmental factors as well, but the emotional component to that, we're responsible for how that can feel. And when we can find what helps us feel safe, what helps us feel secure, to know the reality is if we fail at something, we're not going to die unless it's failing at like cliff diving or something. But you know, like, we're, it's, it's okay, we're learning. And we'll worry so much about not looking like the perfection But that lack of perfection is actually what helps you be more approachable and helps people feel more comfortable at sharing their flaws and their challenges. So this vulnerability to me is such a gift that we can give to people and allow them to feel safe in our company because we're just trying this thing too, right? We just have a little more experience in the thing, in whatever it is that we're sharing with them. So it is a lot of releasing the ego, but knowing where the ego is coming from. For the work that I do, it's not about like, egotistical being superior better our ego in that sense of being afraid is really a fear of rejection and what will happen if we're rejected ultimately comes down to we won't be able to make it on our own and we'll die because we're community oriented creatures so when we realize like that's actually not going to happen we might be embarrassed right we might trip and fall and we might make a fool of ourselves sometimes but it's not it's not a bad thing it's just part of growth And it will probably be a good thing for somebody else to see that.
0: My question is, when does that ever go away? Because you look at somebody you think that has it all together Mm -hmm. and they've got the same, they, that I assume they, I think they have the same fears. Yeah, I know.
1: I do feel that they do. I've, I had a mentor once that she said, new, uh, new level, new devil. And that is just, I talk about it all the time because it's so true. Once we get comfortable in a certain place, if we stay comfortable, it means we're not growing. If we start to grow, we recognize new fears, new challenges, you know, new things that could come up. And I did work with a very, like probably the, um, the biggest say name I ever worked with. And when she shared with me that she's afraid to put a new thing out there and she felt like she didn't have clarity. And I asked her, well, what do you do when you don't feel clarity? And she said, binge on Netflix. And I was just like, I am a hundred percent normal. And I'm going to (laughs) try to be a billionaire too. Right, like if if the billionaire is having that same thing when she's reaching her next level, it's just it is. And if we look at it too, that it's not something wrong with us; it's actually a built-in program to keep us alive. It's okay. Fear and these worries are the survival instinct of: is it a bear around the corner? Is it a lion that's going to attack me? And so, if we can feel that and say, "Okay, I don't need this in this life right now," right? These aren't the circumstances I'm faced with. Thanks for pointing out danger right? I'll, uh, I'll prep myself for all the things that could go wrong, and I'm still going to go for it because people need me, right? There's that service, being of service, and just going for it. There's so many things that you probably have had awesome experiences from and because of after moving through some fear.
0: You know, it's, it, this reminds me of a story. So uh, Jeff Walker told this story, and he had a, his like Elite of the elite. So he's got this plat plus group. That's his top level mastermind. And then he had like a small group of those people. They were up in a riding a chairlift up the mountain one time, a ski lift. And they, they just in fact, they recorded it and they Mm -hmm. went around everybody and said what their number one struggle is right now. And every single one of them, there was like six or seven people in there. Every Mm -hmm. single one of them said, fear, I'll be found out that I'm a fraud, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: because you know, the, the imposter syndrome, they'll be found out. And yeah. It's something we, you know, I, I think it, you know, that creeps in left and right while you're writing the book. And especially for me, I'm, I'm doing a, a, you know, my, I'm doing a book this week. I'm finishing up a book this week, and every day it's like when I read the chapter over that I've dictated, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, is this any good? This is mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'll just, you know, it's so easy just to say I'll put that off till later. Yeah, and I think the big disconnect too is then if you publish your book and you kind of sit well, I'll, I'll I'll get to that a year from now, and you get all these people that read it and are waiting for the next thing, mm-hmm. and you're worried about the one person's going to complain you put a link in your book to your website, and meanwhile all those other people you could, you didn't serve but that were you know looking at that time for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is so important to, it's still being of service, right? What if someone has questions? It's, I find it so ironic that there's this feeling of, uh Ickiness when it comes to providing service, aka sales, it's people need something, and if they need it, they want the solution to be presented to them. They don't want to have to search for it. They don't want to have to, you know, dig through trenches to find you. It's just make it easy. And if they don't want it, they don't want it, and that's okay. And someone will complain. And are they complaining because of you? No, they're complaining because of their what's happening for them. They're either jealous, envious, feel like they can't do it. Why did you make it look so easy? It has nothing to do with you at all. Uh, it's just, we're just such innocent creatures. (laughs) I take everything so personal and it's such a big deal. And it just, I trivialize it because it helps me, right? My biggest, say block that I am still dealing with years after I've discovered it is that similar to imposter syndrome, but mine is that people will change their mind about me. That if I work really hard and I get to a level of respect, admiration, love, whatever it is, that eventually they'll change their mind. And had I gotten vulnerable and cared, then it'll hurt a whole bunch. So yeah, that has some limitations to it. And my my coach that's helped me so much with my own mindset stuff is like, well, people are already changing their mind about you. They already are. So keep playing big. Keep going. They've already changed their mind. People your whole life have. And you're still fine. And it's okay. So just know that you'll be okay. It's scary, but... You did it for a reason, and that reason should and could be bigger than kind of the fear that we have around it.
0: My way of dealing with it is doing that forcing the imperfect action. So just Mm -hmm. taking action when it, you know, I wouldn't say clearly not ready, but a lot of times I'm not Mm -hmm. ready. It's like and that's when I'm the most successful, and people actually appreciate me the most is when Mm -hmm. I say, I got this thing, it's not done yet, but Mm -hmm. you can get in now or whatever and which feels chaotic to a lot of us people you know, that are we're all kind of perfectionists about ourselves, but mm-hmm. but that, you know, what you're talking about, that's yeah, is somebody gonna change As somebody who thinks I'm good now I do this next thing, not gonna think that, you know. And what right. you find is those but those are the people that are die hard fans long term, the ones that are coming along with with you for the ride.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and what you talk about, taking that imperfect ac- imperfect action, it's actually the number one strategy at this point for building programs. Don't build it first and then sell it. Sell it and build it based on what people say they want. So you're saving time, effort. You're only creating what is magic that people are asking for. And that helps to build our confidence and our courage to keep going because it is being received well. So that works in so many ways. You know, we do have to move past our fear. I also do a lot of stuff with actually clearing the beliefs that, that create the fear. So there's, there is. Some magic stuff behind the curtain, but we can just take the imperfect action. We can say, "Okay, fear, I feel you, I see you, I know where you're coming from. Come on with me, <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna do this together." Yeah, and doing that, you know, imperfect action and, and refining it along the way, it also gives people a chance to see your growth, to see again that vulnerability is great. It helps them see their growth, to recognize that it's possible. We are inspirations to the people, especially if you're writing a book, people are buying it. You are an inspiration to that person. So,
0: and it's so easy to feel like, well, that was nothing mm-hmm. after right. you've done it when you know darn well it wasn't nothing because it took for, you know, it took a while and was mm-hmm. hard work. And then to assume, well, they don't care about how to do it or, or, you know, they can figure it out. It's like, man, you could help people. There's so many people that it's just, I remember when I was writing my first book, I was re- anybody I knew who had written a book. I'm like, how'd you do that? Mm hmm. And if they had something to teach me, I would have just gotten it from them because I knew, you know, I knew them. I had to go search and and randomly and find somebody. But I had friends locally that had written books. I'm like, oh my gosh, how'd you, how'd you do that? And so uh, that imperfect action helps, but also the realization that, you know, people want to learn from the person who just did it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I got a, a, this just this morning, as a matter of fact, I got one of my clients is doing a summit and she said, I got. Twelve people so far, but I don't have any big influencers like you. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I, and I I was gonna write back and you know derogatorily you you know, whatever self deprecating humor is like. You think that's on that? Mm-hmm. And but it but that's the point is what you're making is to them it it's, it matters what they think and yeah. if you're helping them then they they feel like you are somebody who's a,
1: yeah. It's, uh, I forget who it is that said this, but it was like, you may be one person in the world, but to the world you are, you know, or to one person you are the world. And if we can just, this has been a huge thing for me in, in overcoming my fears of showing up more powerfully is... I might not make an impact to a million people yet, right? I don't even want to discredit that that's possible. But if I can impact one person as intensely and as powerfully as I know I can, that'll be worth it for me. Even if it means 20 people laugh at me. If I can change one person's life, then that's worth it. It's worth putting myself out there. And I, I want to touch back to on talking about that, you know, when, when we write it, the imposter syndrome. It's so easy to just kind of trivialize our knowledge because we know it. We assume that means everybody does, but they don't, right? Or even if they do know something similar, they don't know it the way that your brain computed it. They don't know it the way that you formulated it. And that's so powerful as well. Like how many times have you heard the same thing over and over and over again? And on that one particular day, it like hits so much more powerfully. Why? We don't necessarily know. Maybe we figure that out. Maybe it's just the stars aligned or t- chemistry, but whatever it is that we know, just because we know it so uh, in and out and perfectly, it doesn't mean other people do. And it is a gift to give them our view and the viewpoint of, yeah.
0: Well, I think that's the the key point to all this is that you can't assume what everybody else knows just because you, you you know it's so easy to say I just learned this. Huh everybody, I guess everybody knows it. It's like, wait a minute, you just, I just learned it. How could everybody know it? You know, (laughs) especially if we're taking down this path, but it's, you know, you can go forward that way. And I think in your, you know, what you're talking about too, is what is the next thing you can help people with? And sometimes, like you said, you don't know until you try, until you Mm -hmm. coach somebody. And and that's one of the ways, it's a great way to just figure out what people, or, or create a pilot course where you you've I've I've had my head okay I'm going to teach this course and this is how I'm going to do it and this is what they need to know and then you go and and they're like well yeah we already know this one thing you spent a lot of time on but we don't know this other thing you just spent a few minutes on that you assume we know and Mm -hmm. so by doing a pilot course you can really kind of hone in on what yeah uh, you you know your your proximity biased all the material is and what people need
1: yeah. If you have access to the, the purchases of your book, you can ask, you know, what is the what was the most impactful part? You know, what stuck out for you? Get the majority of that um, kind of ruling or voting and then expand on that content. You could take, if it's chapters, um, you know, let's just say if it's, if it's something that's a progressive, like how-to or a concept, taking each chapter and creating a small little workshop on it, you could offer each individual workshop and then put it together as a course after you see which workshop had the most oomph, the most impact, um, which one people enjoyed the most, and then decide, do you want to branch out from that topic, from that workshop? Or do you want to go through almost your entire book and create a seven-week course or a three-month program or a membership to create a community, right? Even that, you could just take your book find who resonates with this topic and create a membership of a community of like-minded people who want to discuss the topics in the book the, it's unlimited the options that you have of what you can create from the idea that you had that allowed you to write a book about it and it's this idea that it's it's just little me that wrote it right no one's going to care that stops us but you were given the information for a reason you were able to formulate it into words for a reason don't let it stop there it just, that's my biggest thing. Don't let it stop there.
0: You know, I, I, I don't know. Everybody has their first book and they're embarrassed about it. right? It's like, but I've got people still like positive reviews. People were, you know, that very first book that I'm horrified to open, it helped people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, whether it was just getting over the mindset to write a book and, and or, or so forth, or just to get the book done. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, you're going to keep getting better. But your, your last thing is going to help the person that's one step behind. And uh, right. I, I love the idea that if just focus on serving and nothing else, that's going to that's gonna make all the difference. What's, yeah. the, what's the first thing somebody should do after they get done watching this video <laughs> to ingrain this information in their head?
1: There's so many things. Can I pause for a second and think of what that would sure. be? So, well, what could somebody do? Okay. So I have a whole bunch of ideas. But one I would say is what is... Think of people that you look up to and what it is that you learned from them and just know that you're on that list. Like it's that simple. If you can say you look up to people and you learn something from them, know that you are on that list for someone else. You can't recognize it in someone if you don't have it within yourself as well. But looking at successes, looking at the fact that you wrote the book, if you publish the book, if it's out for sale, you're that much further along than someone that hasn't. You are the expert in their eyes. And you have the courage that they might not have, right? Not saying that they, that they necessarily are trying to write a book, but you clearly in their view know more than they do if you've done this and you've been published. So yeah, just taking the, the judgments, the self judgments, knowing they are there for your survival. They are there for your safety. Thank them for being there, for keeping you super alert to all the dangers in the world. And then look at what is actually true that it also wouldn't have gotten published, right? If you have even a single sale and the number of sales also doesn't necessarily equate to how valuable what you've written is. It's also your marketing, your mindset, your energy, the congruency of how much uh, are you attracting to you. That's a really, really powerful piece that it doesn't necessarily reflect on the quality of the work because I'm really into energy. I feel like it's that invitation. If we're like, this is no good, no one's going to buy it. Well, the universe is kind of like, Oh, okay. No one's no one's going to buy this. Okay, let's write that in as a fact. So,
0: and you wouldn't know that if you right. hadn't done it, right? Right. I mean, I'm doing yeah. things now. I know summits. You know, I was a, a book guy, then a book marketing guy, and then you know, found that summits can really help mm-hmm. authors and, and entrepreneurs. And but I I could not have f- predicted that in the beginning until I published the book until I tried to do a business. Uh, you know, book launching and and so forth. And then saying, I I like, I like this even better. So you can't really always find your perfect path. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't formulate it all in your head before you get going, I guess. So.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, the, that's actually the beauty in life is that we're not on the stuck path. We get to change it. Right. And I'm so sorry if it's, I don't know if there's noise coming through, there's landscaper outside my window, (laughs) 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 but yeah, it's not this, set in stone thing. We get to pivot. We get to change. We evolve and grow, right? We don't necessarily want to keep doing the same thing. And that's, what's amazing is you get to keep trying new things. The inspiration might always come from, you know, a certain area of interest topics in your book, but it doesn't have to stay there.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, this has been great because this is the number one thing I think is just the mental, having the, the mental proudest to move forward to believe in yourself. And I love that first, first task is to go, well, who do you look up to? What have you learned? Who have you learned from? And know that there are people that have done that from you as well. So Heather, thanks so much. If they want to find out more about you, Mm -hmm. I assume heatherdempsey.com is where we want to send them. Yes. We'll put that link right down here below the video. And thanks again for another amazing session. And all of you, We will see you on the next session. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe that's what this podcast is meant to do that's also what we do on our site our companion site ray.fm so check us out there and sharpen your axe increase your influence income and audience and we'll see you next time